Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Process. Today, my guest is a seven-figure entrepreneur and co-founder of Marketplace Superheroes. He began selling online almost seven years ago. Before he met his first mentor and now business partner, he spent years trying to figure out how to build an online business. He invested thousands trying to find someone who would show him how to actually build a business that would pay him every single month and allow him to move from working a job that was crushing his soul to building businesses full-time. After working in his mentor's business for almost a year, learning everything he could about how to create an online business, he went on to generate millions of dollars in revenue on Amazon and other online marketplaces. Now he is a serial entrepreneur who operates with multiple partners, generating multiple seven figures in revenue. Please help me welcome Stephen Summers to the show. How's it going, man? It's going very well, Jeff. And yourself, sir? All good? Everything's going well. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show. I'm delighted to be here. Ask me whatever you will, sir. I only know one way, and that's to tell you anything you want to know. Awesome. Well, you know, you're probably not the only one who start, started with a soul-crushing job. So let, tell us a little bit about how you went from that soul-crushing job to, um, to online and, you know, how you're able yeah. to do both and, and get it going. Sure, no problem. So I'm 33 now, just for a little bit of context for anybody listening or watching. And uh, so when I was in my early 20s, I was working as a data processor. So that basically means I took information from a form, I typed it into a computer, and I continued to do that all day long, every day. I uh, was very, very, the furthest thing away from being an entrepreneur. So I was doing that because I was trying to make it in the music industry. And uh, you might have guessed that didn't work out, right? So that's okay. Uh, so I was in this job anyway, and I thought, look, it's a means to an end. I'll do my music thing, and I'll keep it going. And basically, the band finished up, like they always do. Mm -hmm. And I was really in this kind of stuck in this rut then because... Uh, maybe other people have been in this situation where you thought you were going to do something for the rest of your life. Then that kind of gets taken away, if you want to call it that. And I was like, what the hell do we do now? So luckily for me, I had been studying some uh, business books. Uh, I actually was doing uh, a, a diploma in marketing at nighttime while also working while I've been in the band. And I never finished my degree. I did get a diploma, but I started really getting into business books like I was reading, you know, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. I was reading all these different things. And I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was Googling how to become an entrepreneur, how to make money on the internet and all that. And of course, like a lot of people went down a bad rabbit hole. But then luckily for me, I found selling on Amazon initially because I didn't have to be an expert or anything like that. And uh, it was something I could, I could get into. And I, I met this guy, Robert. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff I could tell you. Just, I, I, I guess which parts of it are the most in, the most interesting to your audience is the key thing for me. Yeah, I think, I think the most inter interesting part is like given the current climate, you know, a lot of people either lost their jobs or even their businesses didn't fit in with a the pandemic. They weren't pandemic proof. And a lot of people yeah. are turning, you know, trying to pivot and find other avenues to make money. I know with my business, one of my businesses anyway, um, you know, we have an agency, we dealt with brick and mortar gyms and like 99% of them closed down. So we pivoted and helped them go online. So yeah. what would you say is like the, the lowest barrier to starting to sell on Amazon, like drop shipping, you know, with certain types of products, certain niches, like what, what would you suggest if somebody was like, Hey, I always wanted to sell on Amazon. I have some free time now. What's, what's the first step to get going? Yeah. Like there's, there's two routes you can go. So obviously again, I, you've had a lot of experience building brands and stuff like that, which is like what I would call a tribe or brand route. And the other route, which we typically teach at Marketplace Superheroes, is like the marketplace approach. And that basically means we treat Amazon a little bit like a stock market. And we go on there and we see what are products that I could potentially brand up with my own brand and sell on Amazon myself 
um, where I can, I can find a gap in the market essentially. Like finding a product, going through all that takes a little bit of time, but at a very basic level, we're just analyzing Amazon a little bit like a stock market and we're seeing, okay, well, what are products that have a relatively low competition profile, but at the same time, there's opportunity for me to come in and, and sell some products. The best thing I can give people listening to how to think about this is something we call a rule of five. And what that means is if you got five products to sell on Amazon, you're going to sell them in five Amazon marketplaces. So not just amazon.com, which obviously a lot of our audience sell in, in the US, but in Europe, there's multiple Amazon marketplaces uh, you can sell in. And just for anybody listening who doesn't know, you can use this thing called FBA, which means fulfillment by Amazon, which is very simple. It just means you can send a quantity of your stock to Amazon's warehouses and they'll do all the work. They'll do all the customer support and everything. It's it's great. Um, so, so you sell multiple, so five products, five countries, uh, five sales per day per product per country, an average net profit of $5. So that's where you're looking for five by five by five by five over a 30 day period of time. It's $18,750 net profit before tax. So a lot of people, Whoa, how's it only 20 grand? Net what? So it's just down to the fact that you're selling in multiple countries on Amazon. That's our strategy. A lot of other people in this space, they go the really competitive market strategy. I want to be selling like hundreds a day of one or two items. We don't do that. And the reason for that is just, that's what everybody does. We go the other way. We're less, lesser competitive items and really don't have to be that good of a quote unquote marketer in order to be successful with those because the competition profile are fairly weak. For anybody who's thinking, man, there can't be that many products. Amazon sell millions of products, like literally millions. I mean, even Etsy is a much smaller marketplace and they've got 80 million listings on Etsy. So Amazon is infinitely bigger. Uh, so, so there's that. So that's kind of like the strategy that we, we go through. And then of course, there's just a process of like going into, we go into any market on Amazon. It's not like we're, we're stuck in one or one niche or another. And we basically follow what, what the market's telling us to do. So our sellers typically end up selling, you know, cedar hangers to keep clothes fresh with, I don't know, plastic shoe boxes, along with clothes covers, along with all different kinds of products uh, that we would sell. Whereas the brand tribe approach is like, I'm gonna build a brand in the yoga niche. I'm gonna find a, a, a way to market that that's not being done, et cetera, et cetera, which is obviously you have a lot of experience in, as do I, but in a different kind, like, I mean, I've built businesses doing that. I suppose just for our Marketplace Superheroes members, that's the strategy we follow, what I outlined. Uh, it's a great business for a lot of people that are like getting into business because I mean, it's not, it's like the hardest thing about business, as you all know, Jeff, is like customer acquisition, right? Mm -hmm. How do we do that profitably? With Amazon, the customers are there. They're on the platform already. Your job is to do, re do your research in the right way, which we obviously teach in detail, and then bring in the right products with your own brand on them and sell them. This is called private labeling. Dropshipping you mentioned, it's not something we do on Amazon ourselves. Obviously, people do it successfully. Uh, we don't do drop shipping just because on Amazon, the margins are very low. Um, they don't get us all that excited. And we'd like to have more control over our products as well. So that's why we go the, the private label route. Nice. And uh, what are some uh, tips, trips, or, you know, like some tips or tricks on like getting your products to actually show up? Like we go search for them. I know like yeah. back in the day, it was easy to, you know, do some SEO and stuff. And then eventually Amazon's yeah. actually listing your product on the side, you know, when people search stuff yeah. uh, for you. Um, you know, now it just seems like it's so saturated. Like how do you, um, you know, is it, is there any advantage of working with, you know, Amazon? Like you were talking about like FBA and I think there's like another program where they actually partner with you or something like that I've heard of. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, you you that's where you would actually it's like the um my brain has totally gone blank. Okay. But you base they're basically like it's the vendor program, I believe that's called, right? Whereby you sell your products to Amazon and they'll actually go and sell them. So like uh, Amazon's not saturated, right? Uh it's like it's the first thing from saturated, but it is incredibly competitive in certain uh markets. So like that's that's the, the problem most people have with Amazon, right? Is that they go and they go, here's a hundred hot selling items on Amazon, and they go and they sell a couple of those. And of course, they are saturated, those markets are. Yeah. So we're very much a market-based approach with marketplace superheroes, where we're looking out and we're seeing well, what's the market for this type of an item rather than looking at a specific product, like that one item. So, so so uh, to, to answer your question. Really, it's actually pretty simple because when you do your research correctly, there's already inherent traffic on the Amazon platform for those products. It's just that the offerings out there are not very good. The listings are poor quality, poor images, not very well optimized. In other words, for anybody who's unsure what that means, titles are poor, bullet points are poor, just not very good listing. So we come in. We make a better offer. We put in like a bonus item along with the product. We will improve the, the images of the product massively with our own brand as well, of course. We'll improve the titles, the bullets, all of that. And that will help us optimize ourselves a lot better for searching Amazon because we're really looking at the keywords and we're making sure they're in our title, they're in our back end. That's kind of step one. Good research is always the, be- the, always the answer. Two, it's optimizing your listing. Uh, and then the third thing, is Amazon has has its own PPC platform now, uh, which is really, really good. So you can utilize PPC to get your listing going. Uh, Amazon actually put you into something called an audition phase, which a lot of different like YouTube do as well for videos, where like they'll show your product to a whole bunch of people and see what the, what's the conversion rate look like? What's the click-through rate look like? If that's all looking good, it's performing better than other products, then they'll start to push your product a lot more to more people. So typically what our members find is like, when they do the right research, they, they do, they create a really world-class listing, great brand assets to go along with that. Then they run some PPC and then they also, most importantly, give it some time. They have a lot of success with our methodology. On the other side, if you're a brand and you wanted to use Amazon, you want to leverage Amazon for distribution, the way you do that is you utilize your marketing channels, like to uh, send your marketing, your, your traffic to a bridge page, i.e. a page before Amazon and then talk with the product there and essentially create the conversion there. And they jump over to Amazon literally just to order the product and get it sent to them. Uh, so that's how you would push. And in very competitive spaces on Amazon, you've got to do a lot of that in order to get uh, a lot of sales uh, to your product and stuff like that. And we just don't get involved in that because like, that's a road to just heartbreak and a lot of expense, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. What, what's like a tool that people could, uh, could use to do some of that research? I know like, um, with SEO and finding keywords and stuff, sometimes you're looking for like how many uh, total searches are for these keywords and then how many total yeah. products come up for these keywords and trying to find like a good, yeah. you know, with like a lot of searches and a few products. Is that still kind of a strategy or in, yeah, in what you, tool or resource can they use can, for that? You can definitely do that. It's not a big part of our strategy. It would take me a while to get into how we do things and, and all of that. It's, it's pretty simple. We do a lot of it on our YouTube channel. People can check it out. Uh, but but certainly there's a tool called Merchant Words. It's an excellent tool. The real problem with Amazon though is like it's not like Google in that day. Google releases its data uh, to people on the keyword planner so that you can go and see what's going on. On Amazon, they don't officially release the data. So companies have had to kind of create the situation where 
it's accurate, but it's sort of anecdotal in a way. So Merchant Mars is the best of that bunch, you know, my opinion, obviously there's others and it'll give you a good feel for how many people search for something for sure. And you can definitely utilize that. You could be like, you know, what about, uh, in the fishing accessories market, is there a particular thing people are searching for? And you could certainly use that keyword, go on to Amazon and utilize our strategy there for sure. Uh, but essentially like when you're, when you're looking at products to sell on Amazon, you're looking at how many results come back when I search a keyword on the Amazon platform. So like if I search uh, fishing lures, how many results come back? That's uh, so we want that to be less than a thousand. And then the second thing we look at is the BSR, the best seller rank is spread in a product. In other words, like uh, uh, the BSR for the best seller rank for anyone who doesn't know basically is, well, let's say something is 20,000 in home and garden. That means it's the 20,000 best selling product in home and garden, obviously. So the closer we get to zero, the more sales that that product is obviously making. So if we look at a market now of fishing lures, let's just say, and they were all very similar, even though they're not, let's say they were, and we were just looking at them and we saw, well, one is like 50,000, which we're, we'll go as much as 50,000 on a product. Uh, one's 50,000, one's 42,000, one's 43,000, and one is 10,000. We would look at that market and we would say, it's kind of a small market because there's only one product that, that's 10,000, it's doing well. The rest of them are almost out of range. So this is something we teach in our program for people to almost feel like read a market, like you would read the stock market. And so it's a case of balancing the number of results that come back or something with literally looking at the product and what's available and then looking at, well, like what's the BSR uh, range look like? Is, is it, is it over? Like, is everything like number 10 in, in like home and garden? If so, man, that's so competitive. I'm going to get killed if I go in there, you know? Gotcha. So you're talking about like, um, and you know, instead of dropshipping, like private labeling, so you're still yes. buying inventory. Um, where yeah. can people find like some good companies that they can private labels? from yeah. and like some um what are some other you know mistakes that people can avoid because i know like if you run out of inventory you can get knocked down really quick like through amazon if you're using like fba or whatever and and you sell everything out and you don't get the new shipment in there in time stuff like that like, yes. what are some other mistakes people can avoid and then where can they find um products that are quality and they can you know and dependable you know so they don't say it doesn't happen for sure yeah like i mean we utilize alibaba and sourcing agents there are two main uh, sources of products Alibaba gets a kind of a rough uh, name for itself uh, again. Cause like it's China, like there's some of the best per, per, like people. It's so funny, man. People are like, Oh, China, the products are so terrible. And it's like, they're telling like they have an iPhone. It's like, man, this is made in China. Just so you know, uh, you know, it's that kind of thing as well. So this, it gets kind of a bad rap. And obviously uh, with the U S specifically, China's had a bit of a trade war there. So there's all that going on, which thankfully, hopefully will calm down as time goes on. But the bigger thing really is when you're looking at a company in Alibaba, like a, a factory, you want to make sure they're gold verified. And also we like to have them that they're more than three years old. Because if a company just brand new in Alibaba, you don't know really, uh, they could be terrible. Like they might not have that many orders put through them. So if you're something that's more than three years old, they're gold rated, they've had a factory inspection, you're pretty safe in the knowledge this is a decent factory. The next thing you want to do as well is get samples. A lot of people want to skip this step, you know, when they're selling physical items, even if you don't sell it on Amazon, if you're going to sell a physical product, make sure you get samples because that could be a piece of crap. 
right? When it comes in, uh, we've had it before where it has been a piece of crap. And so you want to make sure you're doing that kind of testing as well. Literally try to break the product and see just how strong it is. And then uh, mistakes, not getting a sample, absolutely one of them. Another mistake and, you know, not checking to see how long someone been in, uh, in the game for. Another one is you want two or three different suppliers for a product. You don't want just one supplier, right? Because that's just, it's just not a good idea. You get the best pricing doing it that way. You can test multiple products and you get the best, uh, the best result. And then on from there, really, um, I would say the other mistake I see people is they're not doing their numbers very well. So like I struggled with this when I started. We have all these profit calculators now that we've created to make it really easy. But you need to understand that like the size of a product, the weight of a product is really important when it comes to selling a physical item. And I think in this internet world we're all in, because I obviously have internet businesses as well that sell digital goods. Um, like it's it, it's very easy to get like, oh, it doesn't really matter. I'll just like, it's, it's going to do well or whatever. I don't know. People just skip these steps. And it's like, no, no, no. Like you have to make sure that when you import something, your, your profitability is there. And so you do that by, well, us putting all the uh, cost prices from the supplier, the size, the weight into a tool, as well as then what type of an item is it? So you can estimate the duty rates and all this kind of stuff. Essentially, these tools will tell you exactly how much money you're going to be making when you sell a product. And for anybody listening, if you're wondering how much that is, you're looking to double your original investment. So if you put in $3, you want to get, you want to make six, six bucks, basically. You want to get, you want to get, get your three and then three profit. So you want to double your money. And, and the reason for that is because it takes time to private label, to produce your own branded products. Uh, and, and so some people might be like, oh yeah, but you know, it's going to cost me money to get started. And it's like, it's 800 bucks to $3,000 to launch a product. Right. And at the end of the day, I'm sure you get this all the time, Jeff, at different clients. Like you think about a gym uh, who, that wants to start, like it's like probably what, $250,000 or more to start a gym, right? And then someone comes along to start in this business and they're like, oh, how can I do it for a hundred bucks? And it's like, well, <laughs> you can, but it's going to be terrible. It's not going to work very well, you know? Yeah, no, uh, for sure. Now, if people see pro other products out there um, that they like, that they want to go and find like the same exact product, I know a couple of resources. I don't know if you have any other ones. I know of one like uh, Import Genius is one that I've, I've heard of. I don't know if you've heard of them, where yeah. you can actually just type in the company and you can see exactly who their importer, you know, uh, is and get the same exact product as one of your competitors. And just, yeah. um, is there any other resources that people can? Um, you well, you can actually upload it. Yeah, you can upload an image in Alibaba as well, actually, and it'll scour the, it'll, it actually can understand what the images you've uploaded and it can go and find, uh, you know, different companies uh, that produce that product for sure. But I think that's a really great point you bring up because one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to have a product that's exactly the same as everybody else's. We call this like the genesis of an idea, right? In other words, you know, this, like, I don't know, I'm just looking around like this, this TV uh, mount you know this does well but if you bring in the exact same one well you're just you're just commoditizing this exact same thing so we we always recommend people get something that looks slightly different add in a physical bonus product to go along with your item as well to make it to make it stand out to improve the offer or really like i mean uh, a lot of those things we we just stick with alibaba with a lot of those you know because again i don't want the exact same product as other people but uh there's, but like, you know, like, you know, how it is right. I see you've got your two comic club awards back there. We've got five of those 
and people it's the same thing right it's like well where, where's the where's the secret magic to that or on our side it's like well really it's just a case of going and getting it done and 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 doing the business and i think this business is the exact same you know it's really a case of do your research make a better offer bring in products and sell them but everybody wants to avoid in this amazon space bringing in the product that's the thing everyone wants to avoid and it's like no 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 you have to do that you know it's like building a funnel like it's like a lot of people they think a funnel is a collection of web pages and it's like it is but actually it's what you say on those pages is the most important thing you know and so here research is most important awesome well thanks a lot again for being on the show and a lot of great actionable uh information that we can just take and, and run with um if there's anything you want to leave my audience with the floor is yours let them know where to find you how to find sure. your, uh, your youtube you're definitely you mentioned your youtube channel so definitely that yeah. and uh, instagram all that good stuff yeah, sure. So YouTube is definitely the place I'd recommend uh, everybody check out if you're interested. Just search Marketplace Superheroes on there. You'll find our channel. We put up two videos a week, really detailed videos, put a lot of effort into those. Uh, you can also check out our website, marketplacesuperheroes.com. And then Stephen J. Summers is my Instagram handle. Feel free to uh, add me, to send me a message or whatever. It's the one place I actually still respond to. So uh, yeah, that'd be great. And uh, I just want to also say thanks a million to you, Jeff. You know, like, your team and yourself have done a really cool job at this. So uh, I really appreciate you bringing me on because man, I know what's like creating content. It, it's, there's a lot of work in it. So thank you. Awesome, man. Again, appreciate you. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon, man.